Iracambi. No Brasil. Brazil, the Atlantic rainforest, in a region called Minas Gerais, where Binca Lebreton and her husband Robin operate a rainforest research center. Working with students and volunteers and supporters from around the world, people who believe in caring for the environment and helping others. Binka joins me today from her home in the rainforest. Now, she's a concert pianist. Her husband worked in international banking, but they gave it all up to give back. Binka and Robin are quite adventurous, as you'll see today, and quite inspiring. In focus for this edition of the Edge of Adventure podcast, Ida Kambi, where they're saving rainforests and changing lives. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and it is great today to get to travel through technology to the rainforest in South America, to Brazil, as we introduce Binca Le Breton, who is joining us from Iracambi. Binca, how are you? I'm good, Adam. How are you? Doing great. Great to meet you and get an opportunity to get to know you guys a little bit better and share that experience with the audience Binka, let's put this into perspective, though. I always like to kind of let people get a grip on where we're going. <laughs> where are we? You are where right now, Binka? I am sitting in my house in the middle of the Atlantic rainforest in Brazil. And Adam, it's important that the Atlantic rainforest is the other forest. It's not the Amazon. It's the forest that goes all the way up and down the coast in Brazil. It's, it's an amazing forest. And you are all invited to come visit us because it's gorgeous. Binka, why is the rainforest important? Talk to me about that. I'd say, uh, first thing, water. Second thing, oxygen, fresh air. They uh, sequester carbon. So in the current context of tremendous climate change things, which are happening all across the world, rainforests are more and more important. And the climate crisis may have been pushed a little bit into the background and the political ups and downs, but the climate crisis is here, is that we're going to uh, mitigate it to the extent that we still can. This is the Edge of Adventure. Welcome, everybody, and great to have you with us. We're talking today with Binka Le Breton, who is joining us from an organization called Iracambi, and they are in an area of Brazil. Like she said, it's the other rainforest. It might be the one that we don't think about quite as often. Of course, the Amazon gets gets a lot of press. Both of them are very important and very important to the environment for lots of reasons. We'll be talking about those today. And you are, for the sake of trying to kind of find this on a map, this would we would look for Minas Gerais. It is the next state immediately north of Rio de Janeiro. Iracambi is a rainforest research center. In the grand scheme of things, you tend to pull together a lot of different types of people. You might say, in a way, you pull together unlikely combinations and you build this network. Tell me about that unlikely group of people. Well, the great thing is there's a ton of people out there that want to save the world. 
Uh, so we help them do that. We help them save the world by saving the rainforest in this area. So in a normal year, which of course is not this one, uh, we would have 100 or so students on campus over the course of the year. Uh, but they wouldn't necessarily be young people. They might be people of any age, any background. They could be midlife crisis people who are taking time out, can be, you know, undergraduates, graduates, researchers. Uh, we've had them from like 70 countries. And they come into our little rainforest campus, which has room for about 30 people. And we are out in the forest. The internet is usually okay. We don't have television. So we sit around and we talk. And we look at thorny problems like climate change and sustainability and biodiversity conservation. And amazing things come out. If you get different people together and they all want to save the world and they all have their different backgrounds, uh, amazing things happen. So what we do is we look at these problems, we come up with some solutions, we try them, and we just keep going till we get it done. Binka, as the students and the participants join you on campus, what are they learning? They are learning what it's like to be in, in the, the sort of battlefront, on the forefront of biodiversity conservation on one hand and sustainability on the other, because we're often hearing that we can't afford, you know, to be all kind of romantic about the environment because we've got to have economic development, particularly in a country like Brazil. I notice that you like to have volunteers join you. You like to have people who are doing research, uh, perhaps for further education, interns. Talk to me about the different types of people that join you. And you said you have, is it a, a max of 30 at a time? Or what's the total number of people that you might have there on campus at any given moment? We have accommodation for 30. I mean, we can stretch it a little bit, but not too much. Um, large amount would be sort of gap year students, undergraduates, postgraduates, but there's always a, a stream of kind of older people who are having, you know, who are rethinking their lives and want to do something completely different. And that's what makes it such a rich environment. This mixture of working with the local farm kids, the local community, the local farmers, and then, you know, a college professor or a lawyer or a techie from different countries and different languages and different experiences. And that's what makes it work. We are talking today to Binka Le Breton, who is joining us from Iracambi in Brazil, in Brazil. Okay. Binka is telling us a little bit about the Rainforest Research Center that they have there. I've got to go to this line of questioning next, Binka. How did you get involved in this? When did you become passionate about this? Tell us about your background. I was a concert pianist. So I was classical music. I was a good concert pianist, not in the top league, you know, not a name that would make you gasp, but a good concert pianist married to a guy who worked in the World Bank as an environmental economist. We raised our kids on five continents. That was very cool. And he was doing his environmental economics thing and I was doing my music thing. And then because back in the day, uh, you married quite young and had your kids quite young. So when you were 40, there was still kind of some life ahead and your kids were in college and you didn't have any big bills to pay or we didn't. And so it was a bit of a midlife crisis. Uh, so what are we going to do now? You know, we've, we've done the first bit. What happens next? And... Um, 
my husband actually, Robin, and I, I'm quoting him because he's not here at the moment, so he can't defend himself, but he he pulled a bit of a trick on me, so watch out, ladies. Uh, I was playing the piano, something really, really complicated, and I was you know, playing away, and he stood behind me and he muttered something, and I said, yes, yes, like, you know, go away, I'm busy. And then when I finished the piece, I discovered that what he'd actually said was, how about we go abandon, we were living in Washington, D.C. at the time, abandon this, this life of do-gooding and go off and see uh, on a completely different adventure to see if this sustainability thing really works or not. So I had kind of said yes, because, you know, just to shut him up, right? And I thought, well, you know, why not? So we got an atlas of the world and we looked, what he wanted to do was to find a piece of land and see if it was possible to make it sustainable, okay? This was nearly 30 years ago. And we looked at the map and we found that it's not easy to buy land in, in many countries. Uh, he's a kind of tropical creature. He's born and raised in Kenya. He wanted a country where it doesn't snow. We had already lived in Brazil with the World Bank. We spoke Portuguese. So we bought a, a patch of rainforest in Brazil and we got into a car in Washington, D.C. And we took, decided to take a six-month time out of time in between lives and we drove to Brazil. And that was the best decision we'd ever made to take time to be together and start on this new adventure together. So that was how it started. You drove to Brazil from... Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Give me, because that's actually the kind of thing I would love to do and hope to do in the future for my own midlife crisis. <laughs> Give me a couple of highlights, things that were like, wow, you got to be kidding me. We would have missed this if, had we not driven all the way. Okay, well, I guess I guess the send-off. We're in D.C. We're staying with friends. A lot of them have said, what a great idea. Some of them, most of them have said, are you crazy? Um, and they said, well, no, you know, just go, just go do it. And, you know, you'll be back. <laughs> you'll be back next year or whatever. It's quite an event when you're going to drive, you know, from Washington to Brazil. So it was a Sunday and we had, um, you know, a, a really good, proper American breakfast with waffles and coffee and all this and everybody hugging and kissing us and saying goodbye. And we were in two cars at that point. Uh, we were in the trusty Land Rover that was to bring us to Brazil and another car that had been used as a commuting car that was going to go out and stay with some friends while we were away. Commuting car, which was an Alfa Romeo. And the first thing that happened was it stopped absolutely dead. So uh, we obviously were not going to get even as far as the beltway <laughs> with that car. So that was a bit of excitement. And when people say goodbye to you, it's it's really a good thing to leave, you know. Anyway, our friends were really good and they cooked up some more waffles and we went back. And Robin, who is an expert, you know, at fixing cars. And so we we set off. So it was raining very, very hard. Later that day, it came on to rain and we decided we were going to camp, but we decided that we would stay in the motel that night, just the first night, somewhere in West Virginia. And it was a little place where the walls between the rooms in the motel were obviously made of cardboard. And we heard a right old argument next door and gunshots. And we thought, oh, my goodness, this is the real world. We're not in the World Bank in Washington, D.C. anymore. We're heading out into the bush. So that was the first adventure. 
And then when we got to Costa Rica, several weeks later, we were going to meet our kids who were at college then during the six-month adventure trip. And we were somewhere driving in Costa Rica when the, in the Land Rover when the gearbox went and we only had second gear and no reverse. So we thought we can't drive to South America if we only have second gear. So that was another adventure, but it all got solved. We made lots of friends in Costa Rica. We figured out how to fix it. And eventually we did get to Brazil with no further dramas. This is The Edge of Adventure. We'll continue this great conversation with Binka Libreton in just a minute. But I did want to take a second and invite you to join me in a brand new social community and mobile app called Rugged Compass. If you're looking to be a part of something more, a part of a community that values people, places, travel, culture, languages, kindness, and humanitarian work, then you should be a part of Rugged Compass. It blends the best parts of social media, podcasting, streaming, and live video, all pertaining to adventure and purpose, all in one app and community. It gives us the chance to share our journey and to share in the journey of others, to focus on the things that really matter without all the distractions, without all the division. Rugged Compass for iPhone and Android, tablets and iPads, even on your desktop in your browser. It's available in both app stores and at ruggedcompass.com. I think of it as the social media experience that takes us beyond status quo. Get the app, join the community, and make the journey. You're not alone. Ruggedcompass.com. That's ruggedcompass.com. Now back to my conversation with Binka Libreton, joining us from the Itacambi Rainforest Research Center in Brazil. Binka, tell me, you know, with all this and the years that you've spent there and the time in Brazil, I guess what I want to know is this love for the rainforest. Talk to me about that. What What is it about the rainforest that you love? After we got to Brazil, remember, I was a concert pianist and I have a piano. It's in this room, a beautiful grand piano. But... I could no longer play because I didn't have an audience. Uh, I needed that kind of feedback that I'd had as a musician all those years. So I had a bit of a crisis myself after the initial early days of this fabulous adventure. And um, and then I thought I looked out of the window and I saw the rainforest and I thought that's it. I'm going to write about the rainforest. I'm going to write about you know. I'm just going to immerse myself into rainforests and rainforest people and start writing about that. So I did, and then I got published, and then I started traveling the world on book tours and and lecture tours about the Brazilian rainforest because there didn't seem to be very many voices for the rainforest, right? And one day I was in England, and um, a guy said to me, you guys got a rainforest? And I said, yes, we have some patch of rainforest. And he said, so what are you doing to protect it? I keep hearing about Brazil cutting down the forest. And what are you guys doing? So I went back to Brazil and I said, I think we need to do something to protect the rainforest, not just the sustainability aspect, but actually actively to protect it. So that was when we started the the NGO and the research center. And there's something about the forest that is very challenging 
and and very healing. It, it's the most extraordinary place to be. And it wasn't until much later that I came across the Japanese concept of forest bathing, being in the forest and, and how healing it is and how, it, how, how much good it does you. Once you've got the rainforest bug, you know, you're done. Uh, there's no turning back. There's no reverse gear. This is The Edge of Adventure, and we are focusing on Brazil today and Minas Gerais and the organization, the NGO, Iracambi. And of course, if you're watching the video version of this, you've seen the website that is posted on the screen, irekambi.com. And for those of you listening to the, the audio version, and I know so many of you do, and by the way, let me just pause a second to tell everybody how much I appreciate you listening. And as, especially in recent weeks and months, as I've seen the, the numbers come back to more and more people listening and sharing, I just want to welcome everybody to the Edge of Adventure family and just know that it means a lot to me. Yeah, you need to know what the website is. So it's Irakambi, and I will spell that for you. I-R-A-C-A-M-B-I. Irakambi.com. You'll find out more information. And of course, all you got to do is go to theedgeofadventure.com, and there will be a post for this broadcast, and you'll find all the links to all their information there. What are you looking at for the future? When do you want to get a new round of students or participants to join you at Irecambi in Brazil? Well, you know, had we known 18 months ago that we would be still in the same place virtually 18 months later, you know, we might have uh, despaired somewhat. And to look forward, it, it's hard. We we are planning to have uh, international students to visit us if they're allowed in, uh, probably towards the end of this year. And our big hairy project, which is something that came out of COVID, because Adam, like everybody else, when COVID struck, our first reaction was, oh my God, we've hit you know, a brick wall. How are we going to adapt? And we had to basically, because we basically do education on the one hand and ecosystem restoration on the other, and of course, they're both very closely connected. And we had to stop and rethink our programs, particularly in view of not having all the international students with us. Um, so we had to put our education programs online. And then what happened with the planting, you know, you can't plant trees online, right? But luckily, it's a pretty socially distanced activity and everything that we do is basically outdoors because you know that we're collecting seeds from the forest making little seedlings putting them in the forest nursery caring for them and then planting them out you know on the planting sites but what happened in uh in september october last year we suddenly got this call from out of a clear blue sky from a guy in india and he said i've been looking at your program i love it I, I, but you're not doing nearly enough, nearly well enough, nearly fast enough. You need to have a real big hairy goal, like planting 100,000 trees or planting a million trees, you know. You're 10,000 little trees a year. That's okay, but that's not really going to do it. So your first reaction is, well, no, you're right, you know, but... Uh, so then this guy says, so what's stopping you? So you then have to think, you know, and you think of all the reasons why you can't take on this crazy challenge. You know, you need land and you need seedlings and you need money and you need people. And he very gently walked us through this and he said, you know, 
You've got the land. There's lots of land in Brazil. That's not a problem. You know, you can make the seedlings and, and, and you know, buy some more seedlings in. There's people around you can get to help you uh, plant the seedlings. And don't worry about the money, because if you're on the right track, you know, the money will come. And so suddenly, kind of everything went into high gear. And our current goal is to plant a million trees uh, by 2030. I don't know if we're going to make it, but it's always good to have a big goal to go for. And as you step out, amazing things happen. You get contacted by amazing people uh, wanting to help in one way or another. So that's what we're doing now is we're looking for a really large scale uh, forest restoration project. And anybody who comes to visit us uh, will find him or herself involved in that. Binka Libreton is my guest today here on the Edge of Adventure. So regarding Irakambi, right? And again, please look them up online at irakambi.com. And if spelling is a challenge on that, again, you can just go to theedgeofadventure.com and we've got their information there so you can find them. Irakambi, let's ask a couple of quick questions about that. What does Irakambi mean or what is the significance behind that? The name is in the Tupi Indian language and it means the land of milk and honey or the promised land. Irakambi, and you find more at irakambi.com. Problems, solutions. Look, we all, we've all we been talking about those, COVID being one of them, but I feel like that's a, a thing you guys go through where problems do come up and you embrace them and you look for solutions. Is this what you're training the, the, the students as well to, to think in this form? I think, Adam, when you get outside your comfort zone is when the magic happens. There's, I don't know if you're familiar with the expression in, in Portuguese, dao jeito, means, you know, figure it out, right? Um, and, and that whole concept of figuring it out is, you know, there is some impossible problem, like the internet is cut out, a tree has fallen down across the road, you know, there's no water, somebody's broken their leg, and, you know, the car's not working, whatever. Uh, and it's just figuring out a creative way of dealing with the problem. First of all, in the short term, of course, if it's an emergency, and then in the longer term. And, and once you realize that there's nothing you can't do, if between us we, we sit down and figure it out, there is nothing that we can't do. Binka, big picture, what do you want Irekambi to accomplish? Adam, I would like it to be a go-to place for people who want to solve some of these big problems. The, the conservation of biodiversity, this is one of the most important forests in the world for conserving biodiversity. You know, the question of climate change, the question of social justice, all these things we are connected to in one way or another. And when people come here and work with us, they help us and they bring their knowledge and their experience and their enthusiasm and their energy. And they leave. And, and because it all mixes with all the other people, they leave and they go back to their places of origin and they do extraordinary things. And so we keep in touch with our network of students, about 2,000 of them so far, in 70 different countries. 
And, you know, they range from somebody who's a clown in refugee camps uh, in Iraq <laughs> to, you know, uh, university professors and entrepreneurs and all kinds of extraordinary ways that people's lives have been changed just by taking that adventure, going out on the edge and outside the comfort zone. Binka, if we are listening, what can the rainforest teach us? I think it can teach us that the planet is, is much bigger and much more magnificent than we are. And that if we screw up, we're gone. And the planet eventually will survive without us. So I think it's, I think it's extraordinarily important for us to understand that we are just an integral part of the whole web of existence. And of course, it's up to us to do what we can to protect it. But if we don't protect it, life will go on and we will be the ones that will lose out. Bink, as we draw now to the close of the program today, this episode, a couple more questions. Tell me about the Brazilian people. Tell me about the people of Minas Gerais. Extraordinarily resilient, fun, communicative. Just everyday life in Brazil is, you can't figure out what's going to happen. You don't know. Every day is a surprise. Most days are fabulous. Some days drive you completely nutty. But in the, at the end of the day, it's, it's the people who make it all worth doing. And when we chose all those years ago to look for a place to see if sustainability really worked, our, our criteria were in Portuguese, Serra, Mata e Gente Boa, mountains, forest, and nice people. And my goodness, we lucked out. So very true. Gente Boa. The next thing I got to ask is what type of an invitation might you have to the people watching and listening? How can they get involved? How can they be supportive as things open up? If they were interested in coming to the campus and being with you guys for a while, learning some, some more and doing some research there, what are the opportunities that are available to them? And just in general, how could people come alongside you guys and be a part of what you're doing? Just ping us. <laughs> just send us a message. And we'll set up a chat with you and we'll figure out, you know, how we can both be useful to one another. So we'd love to see you. We understand that not everybody's available to hop on a plane and come to Brazil. But if you do, I promise you, you won't regret it, right? You know, if, if you can't do that, let's talk. You know, you can do stuff for us uh, sitting at your desk, wherever you are in the world. And I hope that we can do stuff for you. So thank goodness for the internet. It's been our lifeline in the last 18 months. It always was. It's, you know, some days it's better, some days it's worse, but it, it keeps us in touch with people across the world. So please get in touch. We'd love to see you. We'd love to chat. And I'm sure we can be helpful to each other. Okay. Binka, okay. I've got another question for you. If Adam Asher were to go to Brazil and go to Minas Gerais and Iracambi, what would I need to bring with me? Adam, when you come, 
What you need to bring with you is a Land Rover, and you can drive it from Atlanta to Brazil. I think that's a fantastic idea. I think I need to take a Land Rover vehicle of some kind like that and then drive that thing all the way down to Minas Gerais. I think that's a great idea. Let me take a look at my calendar and see when I can make that happen. All right. Well, thank you so much to my guest today, Binka Libreton, joining us from Irakambi. And you can look them up online at irakambi.com. And once again, if maybe Portuguese or languages is not your thing and you're like, I don't really know how to spell that, just look it up at theedgeofadventure.com. You've got that website. You've been there before. Just go there and look for the post from Irakambi, this broadcast, or it is spelled I-R-A-C-A-M-B-I. Not really that difficult. I mean, it just, when you say Irakambi, it can be intimidating, but it is a great organization. They're doing great work in the rainforest of Minas Gerais in Brazil. We've learned a little bit about them, but there's so much more to tell. I encourage you to go to their website, get to know them. And as Binka said, just ping them, reach out to them, let them know that you want to find out more and maybe just encourage them, tell them that you see them. It's a great project. I'm sure it's got its ups and downs. It's probably got its tough days, but encourage them and let them know that you appreciate what they're doing for the rainforest and for the people and in turn, of course, for the planet in general. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Bye now. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo. Beyond status quo.